Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea. Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival. Choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is what happens in week two of the NFL season. Everything that you thought to believe was true in week one turns around and maybe isn't the case just a week later. Welcome in, everyone. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Four games going on right now, George, and let's just dive into the uh, matchups that we have going on. Dallas has already jumped out to a 14-3 lead on the Chargers. They're just wrapping up the first quarter just down the street from us. Is this going to be one of those days where we say, look at what Justin Herbert did in bringing his bolts back? Or is this going to be the opportunity to say, hey, look, the Cowboys are legit. This is a team that took the defending Super Bowl champions down to the wire in Tampa and now would go on the road in L.A. and beat the Chargers. What do you think is happening at SoFi Stadium? 
Oh, I think probably a bit of both. I think you're going to have Justin Herbert look really good because he is a frontline NFL quarterback. But you're also going to believe that the Dallas Cowboys are a good football team because they are. They uh, Dak Prescott looks really good. This offensive line, when when healthy, is really good, and they're is much improved despite being without Demarcus Lawrence this week. So I'm I'm actually excited. This is the this is the game probably I was most excited to watch of the whole entire week. This and then also the other game that we have too, the Arizona Vikings game, because I think you're gonna tell a lot about those two teams by who wins this game. Minnesota lost last week to Cincinnati. Uh, they seem to be taking their frustrations out on the Cardinals' defense. K.J. Osborne, a touchdown reception. Adam Thielen, a touchdown reception. You heard David Gascon mention Justin Jefferson has a touchdown reception. So three touchdown passes already for Kirk Cousins. And Dalvin Cook is having a day on the ground as well. So Minnesota is up. They're just the question I just have with, with them is – you know Arizona's just not going to stop offensively. So what ends up happening if the Vikings get put on their heels defensively? So we'll see right now the 13-point lead midway through the second quarter. It's just, you know, Arizona and Kyler Murray, who, by the way, George, and this is going to be a theme throughout the show, was my MVP of the NFL after week one. I'm going to be – I have an NFL pyramid that I've developed that comes out every Wednesday of the NFL season, and that tells you who would be the NFL MVP if the season ended at that point. And Kyler Murray was my most valuable player after week one, and we'll have to see if he can rally his Cardinals and keep that top spot coming up on right. Wednesday. This is the type of game, down 20-7, to seven, if he comes back and they win this game by 10 points or so, that's an MVP-type p- performance. So, and, and also, but MVP, you're going to have to continue to put up wins. You know, you, you don't mm-hmm. finish 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and, and win an MVP. And, well, actually, there's no way to finish 8-8 eight and eight anymore unless you finish 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. But uh, <laughs> there's going to be no way for them to finish 9-8 and eight, and then that be a... You know, and MVP. It doesn't work like that. Eight, eight, and one is the ultimate mediocrity, isn't it? Like we thought eight and eight was bad, but if you go eight, eight, and one, that seems to me like it's just next level when you have when you when you go five hundred and then also throw that tie in there. We'll, we'll we'll see how it how it plays out. I'm interested in Tennessee and Seattle just because Seattle looked really good and Tennessee we mentioned lost to Arizona uh, last week did not look good at all and right now that's a three three ball game and then you have the Falcons Buccaneers playing. I admit it. I didn't think that Rob Gronkowski had much left in him. I thought that if the Buccaneers could just save him for the playoffs, keep him wrapped up, and then he can be Tom Brady's favorite target, he's going to be okay. Had a big night to uh, to start the season, and then today, what do you know, Rob <laughs> Gronkowski, four catches, 39 yards, two touchdowns. I'm surprised at how Tampa Bay – well, I'm not surprised, George, that they just continued to – continue their momentum from a season ago because everybody ended up returning. I just didn't think that they would be relying on Tom Brady's favorites, and that would be Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. I thought there would be a little bit more reliance on maybe a Mike Evans or Chris Godwin and, and even Ronald Jones out of the backfield, but it seems that the that the Buccaneers are just fine with, with how it's going so far, and they've got a seven-point lead against Tampa, but I did not expect Rob Gronkowski to have as much of a role as he has had so far this season. I didn't last year, and I damn sure don't again this year, despite what we saw in the playoffs. This dude is has 
I don't know whether he's on the TB12 method too, but if if he is, this joint is witchcraft, dude. There's no way that you're supposed to be aging in reverse. He is, so is is Tom Brady. Tom Brady's now talking about maybe maybe I'll play till I'm 50. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> what? And the crazy part is it doesn't seem as far-fetched as it as it did, right? It still sounds crazy, but you're like, well, I mean, maybe, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. He has you're right. the motivation. You're right. you're you're I mean, absolutely absolutely right, and and I'll tell you why. By the way, uh, Arizona is driving against Minnesota. They're inside the uh, five yard line, a second and two from uh, just uh, around the five yard line. But there may be a penalty against Arizona as they just ran a play. I I the the fifty talk. I, I admit, I admit something that I think I was I was wrong about. I don't think that every quarterback is Peyton Manning, and and by that, George, I mean just completely just doesn't have it anymore. Like not only doesn't have the fastball, doesn't have the curveball, doesn't have the the changeup, doesn't have the knuckler. Everything was gone. And when I see other quarterbacks in the National Football League that we've seen as of late who are up in age, and that would be. Philip Rivers, who's now a high school football coach. Drew Brees, who's now on the set of NBC Sunday Night uh, Football Night in America, is there was a gradual decline with them. They were still able to manufacture some things. They were able to put a few things together. And instead, what happens is that could maybe allow Tom Brady to continue that opportunity to play even further because I just assumed that there would be the cliff, that there would be some sort of cliff that a quarterback would fall off of just like Peyton Manning did, but I don't well, think that that's the case. I, I, I think see, that it's a gradual decline, and there's been no decline with Tom Brady. Well, I, I would I would argue the, the otherwise. First thing is, yes, there has been a little bit of a decline with Tom Brady. There, there has been. He doesn't do things as well as he did when when, when he was younger as far as how his yeah, throwing power all, all of those things but the difference is he's made up for it with with intelligence and also being being healthy he's taken less big shots than all of the rest of the quarterbacks even younger than him his own age or anything because he gets the ball away he doesn't try to you know put a square peg in in a round hole he just said, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like he doesn't try to do something that's not there. So, um, so you have, you know, Tom Brady, who is also, in addition to being smart, he's, he's also been, like, like I was saying, extremely healthy. And that's the biggest thing is that he's been able to stay upright. And if you can stay healthy, and your arm and all that stuff are live, then yeah, you can you can play. My only question, Dan, is is what what is his why? Like wh- like he did the most important thing this year, which was well, sorry, last year, which was to you know prove that he could win without Bill Belichick. And now that he's proven he can win without Bill Bill Belichick, what's his why? Like, like why is he continuing to do this until he's fifty? That's the question. I that that's the thing I want to see. It's number eight, and, that, and like we think it's hokey, but when he says, you know, what's his favorite ring, and it's the next one, there, there's actually I think a lot of truth in that. I think it's not like the drive was number seven, and to do it not in New England. And now I think the drive is just to get number eight. That's where I think that we're at with Tom Brady. I want to make a couple more points, but I want to update some games 
a big play for Tennessee, Julio Jones catching a long pass for 51 yards from Ryan Tannehill. So the Titans are driving tied with the Seahawks at three apiece. Tennessee is at about the Seahawks, uh, just around the 20-yard line. And that Minnesota-Arizona game, Rondale Moore took an end around, spun around at the two-yard line. I mentioned there was a flag on the play. The flag was on Arizona. But the worst part about it was Moore actually had the ball knocked loose. It was recovered by a Vikings player, and it appears that Minnesota at, the, at that time had possession of the football. But now the question is, is did the Minnesota player end up staying in bounds and getting possession of the football? The official on the field, Bill Vinovich, is the referee. He signaled that it was Minnesota football on the turnover, but now the play is being reviewed. Yeah, because that be- because it doesn't look like the Minnesota uh, de- de defender, uh, Harrison, that he was able to get his both feet down. I think one one of his feet uh, stepped out of bounds. So I think that that's where um, it's probably going to be overturned. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. I'll whip around the scores uh, quickly. But the, the, the point about Brady and at least the conversation with it is, it is that drive uh, I, uh, of getting the next Super Bowl ring. I also think, George, that I don't I, – I, I completely, completely agree with you that Brady isn't the same quarterback. But I just don't view him like I drew, uh, you know, view Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers late in their career, where it's game managing, and you're trying to figure out a way to manage around. Like, Brady is still a threat. I don't know how much of a threat Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees were. You know, they would make plays, but like, it's it's different. I I, I mean, I I just I, and that's the thing about Brady that I think is is so scary is that at forty four years of age, is he's maybe not as dangerous as he was fifteen years ago, but he is still dangerous. And I don't know if that's the case that you can make with well, those older quarterbacks at that time. Okay, so the the thing that we saw from Tom Brady his last year in. New England was uh, what that he could not perform at the same level without the same level of talent, right? Because his the, the thing that had been his calling card of his supporters his whole career, he makes nothing out of he makes something out of nothing. You you don't he's never had a real number one wide wide receiver and this and that. Besides when he had Randy Moss that one year he can do it with anybody well his last couple years in new england you you saw he couldn't do it with anybody and then he gets down to tampa and he's got mike evans antonio brown uh gronk uh cameron brate other wide wide receivers like this dude has got a whole mess of uh, like, and then you add Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and then a dope defense too. Like, he's got a formula. Like, you, if mm-hmm. you put Aaron Rodgers in that same situation, they're gonna win too. If you put just, if you had put Justin Herbert on the uh, on Tampa Bay last last year, they might have won a Super Bowl too. We'll never know. Well, I, 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 I to your but point, I, I think it's, I, I do think that Tampa Bay was almost ready-made. And it was just if Jameis Winston wouldn't have thrown those interceptions. But maybe they needed that Brady guy in the locker room. Maybe they did need Gronk and Antonio Brown to come in and join that team. But they were, they were, they, 
they were almost ready made when when you look at when Brady joined them. Yeah, I'd, I'd give you I'd, I'd give you that. And there are other quarterbacks that could succeed in those situations. Speaking of other quarterbacks succeeding, Arizona did not turn the ball over. It was ruled that Minnesota did not have possession, so they got the ball back. There was the penalty that Minnesota accepted. Didn't matter because Kyler Murray scrambled from 12 yards, got in the end zone. Extra point is good. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Vikings, though, still lead Arizona 20-14 to with 3.15 to go. The Titans added a field goal. That's all they could muster out of their drive, but they lead in Seattle 6-3 to with 8.18 to go. Tampa Bay's up on Atlanta 14-7 to with 6.30 to go. And with 10 minutes to go in the half, Dallas leads the Chargers 14-3. to Chargers, though, driving in Dallas territory. Coming up next, maybe one NFL head coach was right all along. We'll tell you who that is next year on Fox Sports Radio. Whenever you look for news, you may feel forced to choose between partisans in mainstream media and conspiracists in alternative media. That's where the Lost Debate steps in. I'm Corey Bradford. I'm Ricky Schlott. And I'm Ravi Gupta. We launched The Lost Debate, a podcast and YouTube show for political eclectics who've lost trust in our polarizing, manipulative media. We come from across the political aisle, but come together for debates that sound less like crossfire and more like conversations between real people. Check out The Lost Debate on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! This is 
is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Ham in front of Madison, play action. Kirk, he steps away to the left. Now he floats out to the left and he throws to the end zone. Touchdown! He's JJ! Justin Jefferson with his first touchdown this season. Now, back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. That was the voice of Paul Allen on KFAN Minneapolis at the Vikings Radio Network, the third of the three touchdowns thrown by Kirk Cousins. But Minnesota's in a ball game to say the least. Arizona, they're in Arizona facing the Cardinals. It's the Vikings 20, Arizona 14, a buck 54 to go. Want to give you one other update. Russell Wilson has thrown a 63-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Lockett. Extra point was good, so the Seahawks have taken the lead in Seattle against the Titans, 10-6, 6-34 to go. Mike Williams is into the end end zone for the Chargers. Then the Bolts added a two-point conversion. A run by Austin Eckler makes it 14-11 Dallas on top of the Bolts midway through the second quarter. And they're at the two-minute warning in Tampa. Buccaneers lead the Falcons 14-7. Buccaneers are driving in Atlanta territory trying to extend their lead. And Tom Brady has gotten them down to the Falcons 15-yard line on a pass to O.J. Howard. Get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. We'll get a look at some fantasy numbers in just a second. But that Russell Wilson touchdown to Tyler Lockett, they are letting Russ cook. And it's not the first time this season that we've seen Seattle hit Tyler Lockett on a big pass play. This time, Russell Wilson threw it up, and then Lockett did the rest, running about 30 yards, outrunning two Titans defenders. Let Russ cook. (laughs) <laughs> Let Russ cook. Dude, listen, listen. I, I I don't know how the Seahawks still allow you to be a fan, dude, because I am a I support and believe in the Seahawks way more than you do. And I and I don't understand. <laughs> what are you talking I, about? When did I when did I say I didn't believe in the Seahawks? I'm not even saying this as a fan. I'm just saying this as a radio host who talks about the NFL. When did I ever say that I didn't believe in the Seahawks? Uh, last year you did not, and this year you, uh, you like, you, you, you aren't all in, like, you gotta go all in, Dan, it's okay, Uh, we, we, we are radio hosts, but it's okay to, to show your allegiance, I don't get, I don't consider myself a journalist, so I don't think I need to be completely impartial, I just think maybe I, I, sometimes I think when you're close to things, you see too many of the warts or what you think are the warts. Like I'm more of a glass half empty sort of guy, but I think that uh, there's a lot there for the Seahawks. Unfortunately, they're in the NFC West, and they've got to go up against teams like the Arizona Cardinals, who just had Kyler Murray throw a bomb to Rondale Moore, 80-yard touchdown as Murray, once again, broken record. You're going to hear it all day long and all season long. Murray was able to scramble and avoid defenders and threw the 80-yard touchdown to the Purdue rookie. So extra point coming up, but Arizona had a chance to take the lead against Minnesota. Tired of waiting around for hot water? Choose Navian and get instant hot water for a spa-like comfort while you lower your bill. Save hundreds on a Navian tankless water heater with local rebates at tanklessmadesimple.com. We'll tell you if that extra point was good and what Tampa's doing on their drive after we get a look at what's happening in the world of fantasy football. Fantasy hits and misses. Ryan Bersinger is the show's executive producer. Bers was so darn good last week. 
we brought him back for week two. What do you got, fantasy hits and misses, Bursch? All right, yes, thank you, Dan and George. Uh, we'll take a look at our hits and misses from the early games today. Our top-scoring fantasy quarterback today was Derek Carr, 382 yards, two touchdowns, and I have a feeling you guys will talk a little bit more about Derek Carr's performance later on. Uh, Najee Harris I want to highlight. Of course, Christian McCaffrey was the highest-scoring fantasy running back of the day, uh, but you kind of expect that on a, on a weekly basis, so good thing you'd use that number one overall pick on him. But Najee Harris, who was a miss last week, uh, he did have 10 rushes for 38 yards, but he did have five catches for, on five targets for 43 yards and a touchdown there, so your investment in Najee Harris has paid off this week. Our fantasy player of the day, though, is Cooper Cup. Nine catches on 11 targets, 163 yards and two touchdowns. He did lose five yards on, on one rush, but uh, incredible performance from Cooper Cup. Now for the misses. Again, uh, we looked at how Najee Harris was a miss last week and went to a hit. Uh, Jameis Winston, who did throw five touchdowns <laughs> last week, uh, suddenly we're getting the old Jameis again. Uh, 11 for 22, 111 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns in this one for Jameis Winston. Now, the big story of the week leading up to this uh, this Sunday in fantasy football was Elijah Mitchell. Obviously, he was uh, heavily sought after on waiver wire, uh, added in like 80-something percent of leagues over the last week alone. Now, if you had uh, waiver priority in your league, you probably used it on Mitchell, and that's totally fine. Uh, if you have free agent acquisition budget, like uh, plenty of other fantasy leagues are starting to do, in which you have a set amount of, of fake money, yeah, fab, fab, if you will, exactly, yep. to use on the waiver wire. I've heard plenty of stories of guys using all of their fab just to get Elijah Mitchell this week. Yes. Or maybe you're yes. somebody like Bo Benson who used 95 of his $200 to get Elijah Mitchell. So, <laughs> somebody um, in my league just... used 75 to get Elijah Mitchell. They outbid me. I bid 30 I was like... I'm not going all in on this dude. <laughs> exactly. And, At least and you I didn't name him the guy like Burst too, did. Which made it yeah. even better. Oh, oh. I got to poke fun at Bo. It's okay. Uh, so Elijah Mitchell this week, 17 rushes for 42 yards. Did have two catches on two targets for 11 yards. So that heavy investment of your fab into yeah. Elijah Mitchell didn't look too hot this week. He almost had a touchdown yeah, at the one-yard line. Yeah. Uh, but then that was called back, and then Jimmy G ran it in on his own. And lastly, one miss here. Typically, if you get seven targets as a receiver, pretty solid. That's that's some good volume. LaVisca Chenault had seven targets, two catches, negative three yards. Oh, 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 oh. oh man, yeah. that is rough. So I, uh, yes. every, every time I looked up, Trevor Lawrence was throwing a 30-yard pass downfield that was incomplete or picked off. Right. That, right. That's, what, that's what seemed to happen today between Denver and Jacksonville. Oh, man. That's a LaVisca. That's a two for minus three. You're that's gonna not call e it a LaVisca. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's not even a Mike Evans stat line. The two catches for two yards and two touchdowns that, that you would sometimes get from Mike Evans. By the way, Mike Evans got into the end zone a little while ago, so Tampa extended their lead against uh, the Falcons. You know, when you hit on misses, I have a feeling that throughout this show we're gonna be hearing a lot of Saints burst. I just I, I don't know. It's just uh, just yeah. considering Listen, what they man, did against Carolina today. I don't think that's fair, Dan. Why is that? Because they are displaced or because we thought they are they displaced? How many coaches do they have out? 
Yes, they they had like seven coaches out this week. Thank you. Like it, it's th- this is not a fair comparison. They're they're displaced. Their whole damn coaching staff is gone. Like we we gotta get we we gotta wait at least at least till next week when everybody or the week after when everybody is back in the building to to uh, to uh, say, oh my god, they're 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 uh, Jameis reverted back. This team is not as good, bro. Like they were up against um a historically but unprecedented set of circumstances. We we have a turnover in Seattle. The Seahawks were able to force a fumble of Ryan Tannehill. Let's see if they cashed in and so much more. Let's go to the news desk. David Gascon is here to give us the latest of what's happening in Week Two. Guys, uh, I don't know if you guys have the over in this Arizona game, but oh my gosh, 21-20 is the score with 61 seconds to play in the first quarter. Kyler Murray, 13 of 15, two touchdowns through the air, one on the ground, 21 carries there, or the 21 yards carrying the ball there. Kirk Cousins is 11 of 12, three touchdowns so far in the contest. You got Justin Jefferson in the end zone. Dalvin Cook has been busy so far. Adam Thielen, four grabs for 24 yards. 21-20 is the score in that affair. Buccaneers and Mike Evans also in the end zone as well. 21-7 over Atlanta. Brady, three touchdown passes. Dallas, 14. Los Angeles Chargers, 11. Austin Eckler converted that two-point conversion to make it a field goal advantage for Dallas. And the Seahawks up right now. Chris Carson rumbles into the end zone from two yards out. 16-6. Home team is out in front in that one. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, it's a loaded deck today. Brewers and Cubbies, Chicago leads in Milwaukee 6-2. Top of the ninth at St. Louis, Cardinals 8-7 over San Diego. Giants and Braves underway, scoreless. Indians club the Yankees. Dodgers win in Cincinnati 8-5. Guys, back to you. Thanks a lot, Dave. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. I want to I say one more thing on the Saints. Big picture, f- taking the first two weeks out of the equation, if you told New Orleans or if you told the Saints fan that you would be one and one to start the season, maybe they wouldn't take it. But if they would have played in the Superdome and lost to Green Bay, I don't think it would have been an egregious loss. I, I don't think that that would be something you would say, oh, my goodness, how did that happen? You would have lost to the defending NFC champions. Yes, it would have been a home game, but sometimes those things happen. But you beat Green Bay in a situation where you were displaced and had to play on a neutral field. And then you mentioned the COVID situation where maybe I'm just downplaying it, but I just don't think that you expected to go to Carolina and only put up seven points and lose 26 to seven. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, to damper what the saints have, have done or to say that it's trouble. All I'm saying is that we had so much hype from week one, but really in week one, Jameis Winston threw for five touchdown passes, George, and threw for 133 yards in the game. You know, so like the five touchdowns were so misleading because there wasn't like a lot of yardage with those touchdowns. There wasn't like yeah, a lot but of yardage. They still on. count. They, yeah, they still do, they count. They do. And here, but I, I will agree with you on some level, Dan. I also think that it's fair to that where the Saints would not have expected to lose to the Carolina Panthers coming into the season, right? Mm-hmm. But if you told them that they would be one and one after two games, they'd be like, oh, okay, I expected that. They just would have expected that loss to come from Green Bay. Yeah. And and then if you told them that they would also have seven coaches out plus, you know, like be displaced because of a hurricane too, and then you're and you're one and one, they'd be like, Cool, we're good. 
Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> a, lo- a long season. The point is, though, is for as great as New Orleans was, and we thought that the, there could be so much maybe for them, Jameis Winston's numbers weren't too far off when it came to yardage-wise from a, a week ago. It was just that instead of the five touchdowns and no interceptions, he had no touchdowns and two interceptions today. Only threw for 111 yards. Alvin Kamara had eight carries for five yards. Their leading yeah, receiver their was, was really was bad. Their, their Jordan, defense. Hum- yeah, Lil Jordan Humphrey was their leading receiver with one catch for 27 yards. Kamara had four catches. Like so, I mean, this game is dominated by Carroll. That's the only. Po- the, it's just the point of the Saints of last week was such a great win for them with so much, and 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 it looks like the Saints uh, after week three will be able to return new, to New Orleans. They are expected to play their home game against the Giants. They're at New England next week, but. I, I there was a lot of good coming from New Orleans after that that first win, and they kind of were brought back to earth this week. Oh, for sure, <laughs> it, it was definitely a humbling experience. I there there was a humbling experience for another NFL team as well, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers because I think that they were uh, on cloud nine after winning last week in Buffalo, and you're saying, "Wow, to go on the road in Buffalo to play that sort of." Uh, you know, knock him down, drag him out, sort of showdown with Buffalo. Then they go, they face the Raiders. I am now 0 for 2 on my locks of the week to start the NFL season because I thought it was a done deal. I thought that Pittsburgh on a short week for the Raiders coming off of an emotional win against the Ravens on Monday night, having to play a 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff, and now you're going to go up and play a physical team like Pittsburgh. Oh, I love the Steelers in this game. Why? Leaving from everything I just said for the for the Damn. reason of, of, of playing physical football, of, of taking a a Raiders team that spent so much on Monday night and was on that high and to try to bounce back and then go on the road and face a a team like Pittsburgh I was I thought that this lined up so well for the Steelers and in the end Derek Carr strengthening his MVP case in my pyramid I had him second a week ago who knows he may be number one coming up on Wednesday point is is I was disappointed in Pittsburgh I don't know if I believe in the Raiders, but I do believe that their two wins are the two best wins that we've seen from uh, any two teams to start the season so far. I, I just uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I just wonder. 295 yards looks like, all right, that's Big Ben. It just didn't seem like that Big Ben was striking fear in the Raiders' defense. It seemed that the, the Steelers just didn't have much continuity on offense. They couldn't get stops with the Raiders on defense. I know they lost T.J. Watt with a groin injury, but just disappointed in Pittsburgh today and falling out oh, of the Raiders. I, I was not disappointed in Pittsburgh at all. I expected this. I expected this. Because if you watched last week's game, Dan, you had a blind spot when you were picking your lock of the week because you were still focused on last year's Raiders. And the Raiders have one very crucial thing going for them right now. And that is the fact that they are rushing the passer at a high level. And Ben Roethlisberger, his body is playing football for the Steelers, but his mind and his heart are not. It is clear that Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of himself and every year, it's like, do do I want to play? Do I not want to play? I don't know. It, it's it's teeter tottering around, which is causing a problem for the Steelers, and it probably is causing a problem in his preparation for the season. And I like Ben is a guy who physically 
if he got on the TB12 method, he would probably be, you know, extend his career by a long time. But he's he's he hasn't been in the same shape of of other top quarterbacks. He's relied on his physical ability more than so many other people. And now here here's where they are. So I'm I'm not I'm more disappointed, but this is what I expected after Ben Roethlisberger was doing this for a couple of years. I think Pittsburgh people realized that it was going to be a team that needed to be carried by their defense. I should say carry. It's probably not the right term. If you were to have a a split, uh, more of the weight would be on the shoulders of the defense than the offs than the offense. However, George, the Roethlisberger thing. I just, you know, after the after the Buffalo game, he said that the, his entire body hurt except his elbow, and I don't think that he looked, oh, you know, awesome. Hear that? Le- like, stop, stop with the. I, I when when I heard he said that, it was gross to me. Like, oh my <laughs> my 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 whole body hurts. Shut up! Everybody's what? whole body hurts, Ben. I mean, dude, you're you're an NFL player. You just played a game. Of course, your body hurts. Everybody's body hurts. We don't want to. We don't want to hear about. Oh, I'm, my my body hurts, Bruh, If if your body hurts that bad, don't play. Stop well, crying to the to the media trying to garner sympathy, dude. Like it, it was just lame to me. I I actually thought that what he should have said is that his elbow was a little bit sore, but it just needed to get into mid season mid season form because that could have maybe explained some of the troubles or some of the issues that that the Steelers had. And now you play a game in mid September, and Ben still just doesn't look right. It was twenty seven of forty? Mentioned the two hundred ninety five yards. I just don't know how effective those yards were. Well, that's because he's sore and he's hurting. He's hurting. <laughs> oh, like. Like uh, like uh, other quarterbacks who got beat up today aren't hurting. It, 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 imagine Jake Hayner from Fresno State, who we watched play UCLA last last night. That's a dude who can talk about his body hurting, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they got the win, you know, so you yeah. feel no pain when you got the win. Nah, that kid's still feeling pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Vikings may feel some pain because Matt Prater just kicked a 62-yard field goal at the half. Arizona goes wow. in, leading the Vikings 24-23. to Two-minute warning in Seattle. Seahawks up on the Titans 17-6. to Titans, though, driving, facing a second and six at the Seattle 7. As for what's happening between the Dallas Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers, right now, 14-11, Dallas leads the Bolts under a minute to go. The Chargers are facing a third down and four from the Cowboys' 33-yard line at the half. Buccaneers lead the Falcons 21-10. We'll let you know how this Chargers-Dallas uh plays out right here is Justin Herbert is in the uh, shotgun formation. I think he has 15 straight completions was just the graphic I saw that CBS uh, put on the board and, and Herbert was able to scramble for a first down. So with 25 seconds left, first and 10, I asked you, George, at the start of the show, are we going to look at the Cowboys as the team that puts the Chargers away after jumping out to that early 14-3 uh, to 3 lead? Were we going to see a Justin Herbert comeback? You said a little bit of both. And right now we're seeing a bit of that Justin Herbert comeback. Yeah, didn't you? Th- I mean, this is one of those situations to where it, he's a good young quarterback and you can't beat, you know, like a team in, in 
in the first half. Like, you you can't. I mean, even that Green Bay Saints game, it wasn't over in the first half. This is the NFL, bro. You you have to find a way to beat a team, especially with a good quarterback and talented wide receivers and weapons until the end of the game. And Herbert is showing with that scramble and, you know, and not panicking d- despite bad things happening that he's still a guy that he's still one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. So it's going to be a pass from Herbert to Austin Eckler. Chargers have all three of their timeouts and just used one as Eckler was brought down about three yards short of the first down marker. So it'll be second and three at the Dallas 21-yard line with 17 seconds left to go. It allows us to let you know what's happening in Seattle. Again, the Titans are driving against the Seahawks at the two-minute warning. The other two late games going on right now are at the half. Tennessee having the late turnover or the turnover in the second quarter that set Seattle up for their second score of the game. That's really been the difference. A busted cover, no, not even a busted coverage. It was just Tyler Lockett was able to catch a long pass from Russell Wilson and then able to navigate a few defenders and run the final 20 yards into the end zone. Tennessee has moved the ball here and now needs uh, an opportunity to get six if they want to get. Uh, Seattle at least on their heels. Again, a second down and six from the seven-yard line. Tennessee does have all three timeouts, so they can utilize Derrick Henry if they need, and that's what they they chose to do here. On a second and six, running the ball from the seven-yard line, I know you have Derrick Henry, but now it kind of puts you in a spot where I think Seattle knows what you're going to do. Yeah, dude, they, they're trying to get Derrick Henry going, and Seattle's like, no, you're going to have to use everybody else. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. What we're going to do, Dallas and the Chargers still in a timeout. When we come back, we'll let you know how that played out. Plus, this third down play for the Titans. Actually, I'm going to keep you right here for it, and then we'll take our, our timeout. Third down and five. Titans again. They need to get just inside the Seahawks' two-yard line as they trail by 11 in Seattle. And Ryan Tannehill ends up throwing it in the back of the end zone. And it looks like it's going to be a touchdown catch to Julio Jones. Was able to tip. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. 
The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Oh, got the got the first foot in and then able to land the heel inside. So Julio Jones scores his first touchdown as a Tennessee Titan. Titans get in the end zone, but still trail Seattle. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We'll tell you how the other two matchups are faring, plus why one NFL coach can say, I told you so to everyone. That next year on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is Fox Red Zone Radio, and we've got the plays that you may have missed. Three receivers left, shotgun snap, back to throw Murray in trouble, spins out of there to his left, being chased by two Vikings, and launches it deep, wide open near side at the 40s, Rondell Moore caught at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, 10-5 touchdown, Kyler Murray, you are ridiculous. Now, back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. Ninety-eight point seven FM, Arizona Sports Station. On that Kyler Murray highlight. Welcome back. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. I have to correct myself because. Julio Jones' touchdown was taken off the board after a review, so Tennessee ended up having to settle for a field goal in Seattle as replay deemed that Julio Jones' heel on his second foot touched the back of the end zone, so Julio Jones did not get his first touchdown as a member of the Titans, and it was a third down play, so the Titans had to settle for a field goal. They trail in Seattle 17-9. to Seattle is driving as we speak. Chargers tried to add a late field goal at the end of the first half against the Cowboys. It was missed. Then there was a penalty on the Chargers. Dallas had the ball set up near midfield with three seconds left. They threw a pass to C.D. Lamb, who Saw some daylight for a while, George, and then made a lateral to Ezekiel Elliott, but Derwin James pushed Elliott out of bounds inside the five as time expired. So they're at the half in L.A., Dallas up on the Chargers, 14-11. to 11. But the, uh, some crazy happenings. I didn't know what happenings. I wanted to happen there, Dan. I didn't know what I wanted to, to happen because do you realize how great of a play that that would have been had the Cowboys scored right there? 
I mean, that would have been an all-timer. I mean, and I was a part of a lateral, lateral, lateral uh, score touchdown at the end of the game sort of uh, thing when we played against the Saints when I was in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. That's when, like, did Carney miss the extra point? Yes, Carney missed the extra point. Yep. And, um, And then... But but then I didn't want it to happen because I was like, ooh, this is the actually the first time that an NFL game will end a half with the score fourteen to eleven. Hmm. So a bit a little halftime of scoragami. This has yeah. never ha- really. It's never happened. Yep. I correct. did not know that. Wow. Well, I'll say this on the Cowboys part. It was all C.D. Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott making it happen. Because it wasn't a designed play. They threw it out to C.D. Lamb, and Lamb kind of did a spin and then moved diagonally across the field, and all of a sudden he was kind of an open field. Now, some of the Chargers had an angle on him, but he was running for a little while. It allowed the clock to expire, and, and then he was able to lateral to Ezekiel Elliott. Time ran out, but it was a heck of a play, and C.D. Lamb owners are, are very happy with the, uh, the extra yardage that, that they could get on a play like that. So, But, yeah, it was it was it was – I, I thought that the Chargers, I thought that time would expire as they tried to kick the field goal, but the Cowboys ended up with one last play. By the way, the Seahawks in the red zone after a run by Alex Collins. Second down and 10, and now there's going to be a flag on the play. I think Dory Jackson may have interfered with Freddie Swain. Oh, that was actually interfered with Tyler Lockett on a pass. So it's going to be 21 seconds left. Seahawks up 17-9, to but the Seahawks may have it first down and goal uh, after the pass interference call against Tennessee tough way to I mean if you're the Titans to think that you have a touchdown and maybe go for two to try to get within three near the end of the half now to have the Seahawks drive down the field and you could be at a deficit um, larger than the eight points you already have be crushing for the Titans to have to give this one up can I can I tell you how thankful I am that you introduced me to Scorigami? because <laughs> I did not know it existed, dude. I did not know it existed. And there are still a lot of open squares in, in, in score, yes. in score Gami. Like if you fit, if a team finishes with a final score of five, Oh, you are, or four, you are going to score Gami pretty much like uh, aside yes. from four to 10 is the only way you don't score, score Gami. And you could finish a game six to one, like that people don't realize, but there is a way for a team to only score one point. It's pretty crazy, but it can happen. Cardinals and Vikings are just a one point safety. As are the Buccaneers and Falcons. Bucks up 11 on Atlanta. Seahawks facing a first down and goal with 21 seconds left to go. They're up 17 to 9. Again, Cowboys up on the Chargers, 14 to 11. Matt Nagy has been telling you, I told you so all along. We'll talk about it next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Week two was not a good week for quarterbacks to stay healthy in the National Football League. It's one of the main things we are following here as four games continue to roll on. Two at the half, Seahawks and Titans with the Hawks up 15, Cowboys up on three, and the Chargers at the half. But the Cardinals and Vikings are playing a game that's already drunk in there early in the second half, 30-24 to 24 there. Yeah, as Kyler Murray, you heard David Gascon say, threw a pick six. All that means is that now Kyler Murray can throw for 200 more yards and three touchdowns as the Cardinals try to come back against Minnesota, and the Falcons will try to come back against Tampa as they trail by 18. 
Uh, tip of the cap to the Houston Texans today in battling in Cleveland, but they fall short to the Browns, 31-21. to In the game, they lost to Rod Taylor, who started the game 8-for-8. Eight eight. By the way, he and Baker Mayfield actually combined started 17-of-17 in this game. But Baker Mayfield ended up getting the win. Terod Taylor ended up leaving with a hamstring injury. So rookie Davis Mills had to come in, ended up throwing for 102 yards and a touchdown, but also an interception. George and I were actually talking on the phone um, during a couple of Davis Mills uh, uh, possessions, including missing a wide-open Brandon Cooks on a on a long touchdown. So a, a game that I thought that Texan, the Texans, and by the way, they did cover for those that may be interested, I thought showed some fight. You also saw some warts when it comes to the Houston Texans and specifically with their head coach, David Culley, and his decision-making. Oh, oh my Lord. Uh, it was in the second quarter, I believe. It was third down and fifteen. The Texans were near midfield. They picked up 13 yards on third and 15. So actually, and then it ended up really being fourth and two, but it was a short two. Like it was like one and a quarter. And so it was like fourth and a long one. And there was a five yard penalty for a neutral zone infraction on, on the Browns. So that would have put it at third and 10, right? Mm-hmm. Or fourth and one. Do you know what David Culley did? Well, he if you declined oh, the penalty, he declined the penalty to have fourth and one slash fourth and two. Okay. So you're like, okay, you're on, you're in Brown's territory. It's fourth and one, fourth and two. You're going to go for it, right? No, yeah. this man punts the football. <laughs> Why would you punt the football? You had another down. It was third down and 10. Uh, Like you had, why would you give the ball intentionally back to the other team? It'd be different if it were advantageous because of some weird rule or because of the timing of it or something. No, if it were the end of the game. No, this man decided to snatch like I mean, like if you're gonna beat a team that's better than you, that's not how you do it. What message are you sending to your team? It, it, it was just one of the more outrageous and bizarre things that I've ever seen a coach do. And and you had Kevin Stefanski, the head coach for the uh, Browns. They panned the camera over to him, and he said he did what. <laughs> That's how bad it was. He said he did what? Oh, He declined the penalty. Well, thanks. Thanks. Cool. I appreciate it. If you're not going to try to try to win, you're making my job a lot easier. George and I have had many uh, what to do on fourth down discussions here. And, and now the, the way that I decide is what does the other team want you to do? And then you do the opposite of that. Uh, that would have been the best case scenario on a multiple choice answer for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> And and David Cully did that, which was absurd. It was actually so absurd that George was telling me what happened, and I didn't see it as it as it happened live. There's with nine early games, there was a lot to try to to track in. So I even went back and looked at the the gameplay to be like, my goodness, like you weren't embellishing. This is exactly what happened in the Texans game. Uh, not a good look for David Cully, but now with the injury to Terod Taylor and Davis Mills coming up. You know what the question was going to be asked in the postgame. 
That was about Deshaun Watson. Here's the Texans head coach. Uh, we'll have to see. There it was. You couldn't really decipher, but I think you said it would uh, Deshaun be in action maybe was the question and the will have to see. And again, the Texans are on a short week. They have the Panthers on Thursday night football uh, in Houston. So if it, 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 it's going to be the Davis Mills show, you wouldn't think that you know, Terod Taylor would be able to come back and be healthy for that game. I don't, I, I don't think that you're going to see Deshaun Watson. It's just, I don't think that you're ever going to get a definitive answer unless they end up trading him, which by the way, this week, after what happened in Miami today to the Dolphins, maybe it will be the week because there's even a bigger question now about Miami and what you do about the quarterback position because Tua Tungavailoa ended up having to leave that game. Jacoby Brissett ended up having to come in in relief, and the Dolphins scored all of zero points today against the Buffalo Bills. It could be a very interesting week when it comes to Deshaun Watson in Houston. Yeah, I felt bad for – I felt really bad for Tua, right? And because he was clearly hurt pretty bad today. It was it was his ribs, they said. And just the fact that he was already under the microscope and having so much to prove. Uh and and he's on a team that is that has playoff aspirations. He's got to prove that he's the guy. People are asking about trades and all of that. And he's a very highly touted prospect coming out of high school coming out of and then coming out of college obviously and then he doesn't get the opportunity to you know to 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 like prove it and because he's hurt it just felt very deflating and if he's out for any extended period of time we could be looking at people using that b word uh, against him I think the B word as yeah, a bust. No, yeah, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I didn't think it was the other B word that we don't want to say in the air. But yes, <laughs> the one that the one that rhymes with rust that starts with a B. Yeah, I, I, and, this and, is, and, I, and I hate to say it though. I don't well, like that word. But this is this is the picture that I paint with the Dolphins into a situation because George, I had defended Tua. I thought that it was so quick for the Dolphins to try to move on from him. I I was wrong about Arizona moving on as quickly as they did from Josh Rosen, considering what we're seeing Kyler Murray do. By the way, he just threw a touchdown pass to A.J. Green from nine yards out, so the Cardinals are up 31-30 to with 9-11 left in the third quarter. But I felt that Tua should be given a little bit more time, allow the team to become his team. I'm not even sure if it was his team last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick still in the locker room, still on that sidelines, coming in in that uh, Raiders game and, and getting a win. I don't think that it ever had an opportunity for it to be to his team. And then they had the headline of Tua not being a captain for the squad entering the uh, the 2021 season, and I still defended Tua. The the point where and it's not that I'm backing down off of of defending Tua George, when you lose thirty five to nothing to the Buffalo Bills, it wasn't all just because Tua was out. So now it's the question of are the Dolphins not as good as maybe I had given them credit for? I'm not going to say other people because I thought the Dolphins could have been a playoff team this year if things went right. I didn't put them in the playoffs, but they were in the playoff thick of it last year, and I considered that they would continue maybe with that trend of competing for a playoff spot. But you lose 35 to nothing. 
even if Tua was healthy, I'm not sure if that helps your team. Oh, and they, it tells they me would have scored. They they would have scored. Yeah. Had Tua. I mean, if you think about it, he was only in the game long enough to be one of four. Like sure. it, it was it was brief, and they only but, finished the game with like 200 yards of total offense. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> and when you look at the Bills' defense, like that. This is not a defense that you can just, you know, go out and just, you know, think that everything's going to be okay. But on the other end of it, though, this is how bad it was, is that it's not like Josh Allen played great. That's the cold part about no, it. And that's that's the part that that's the point that I'm getting at is that the Dolphins as a team may they may not be able to survive to his ceiling because they may not be good enough as a team. Like there are other teams like we just talked about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers uh, last hour and when he made the decision and you said you know a guy like Justin Herbert you know could have been if he was drafted there or if Aaron Rodgers went to uh, Tampa Bay it maybe would have been the same situation. When you look at the Dolphins, I'm starting to wonder if you need to move on from Tua because there are other deficiencies in that roster and you have a lot of capital, you have a lot of you know draft capital as well to to try to make moves but maybe the roster isn't as great as we had thought that it was and that would maybe the reason Tua would get the blame for it but I just don't know if the overall team is good enough because oh, it, the, see, because I, Tua's I, I absence team, wasn't 34 or 35 nothing worthy today. Yeah, see I I think that this roster is good enough though. If if you don't have a quarterback in the situation, you're not going to be able to win. I mean, that just is what it is. Yeah, and I but, think that that's what they're suffering from right now is not having elite quarterback play. That's hindering the the the, the Dolphins and their aspirations this season. But even, even if the Dolphins had Deshaun Watson today, I mean, let's just say that, the, you know, everything Deshaun Watson was in the clear and he was in that, you know, in that uniform, are they going to beat the Buffalo Bills? Maybe yes. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that Deshaun what? Watson saves them. How, from, they how lost thirty-five a, to nothing. Okay, so so if you put Aaron Rodgers, which which is essentially Deshaun Watson, if you put him on the uh, on the Miami Dolphins with that defense, pass rush, all all of that, you don't think that that they would have had a chance. Dude, Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen is thanking his lucky stars that that they don't have a quarterback because the thing that people really should be talking about is Josh Allen's poor play still. He was right to yeah, a no, tick above totally fair. 50% completions, which is what I have been standing but on this I, for I, I get it, George. Don't I? We, and we can talk about Josh Allen. I just don't want to get so lost down the road here because I think that the and, and I and I think that the Josh Allen is another discussion. But everything that you're saying is also telling me that the Dolphins aren't good enough. If Josh Allen could play poorly, and the Dolphins still lost thirty-five to nothing to Buffalo, that tells me that the Dolphins aren't as good of a team. How does team. that tell you that? They got nothing. The they, 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 field position was terrible all day. So, like, every single thing. Like, you, if you're constantly in bad field positions, you aren't moving the ball, then you're going to be in a situation where, like, you're, you're not going to be able to win games, and elite quarterback play would change that. 
it, it would make it better. It, it, it would. It would make the situation better. But 35 to nothing is a tough pill to swallow. I mean, it really is. And, and, I, and I would argue that if you went around the NFL and you said what team is the best backup quarterback situation, that Jacoby Brissett's name would have been put into that conversation. No way. No way. Are you kidding I, I me? Guarantee, there's, I, I guarantee he would have been. No Because way. that's who Jacoby a, Brissett who? is. Ja- I mean, Jaco- outside of maybe what Jacoby Washington and what Taylor. Brissett? Are you kidding me, Dan? As far uh, yes. as one of the best backup quarterback sit- situations, Dan, he Who- started two full seasons, right? Two full seasons yeah. uh, in 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 the in uh, Indianapolis. Give me one three backup quarterbacks that you would rather have, huh? Three backup quarterbacks, and I'd even give you Taylor Heineke. I'd even give okay, you. I'll that take, would be a I'll, given. I will take Taylor Heineke. I will take where wherever um, wherever Chase Daniels is. There's I'll take no where, way. No way. I will take wherever. No way. Um, no way. Now you're being silly. Now you're just trying to name a backup quarterback because he because he can't. And that's the point. And I'm not saying that. And I'm not trying to to throw shade at you for not knowing backup if, quarterbacks. I don't know half of them in the league. No, I'm, but that's I'm saying if, if 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 you want J- J- Jacoby Brissett is the best. Backup situation. If you if you need a guy to run quarterback sneaks, that's the he's the best at that in the, in the whole entire league. So I I guess yes there, but but you can't act like. But here's the thing: is damn in sixteen games, sixteen full games in 2017, he completed fifty eight percent of his passes for three thousand and ninety eight yards. 13 touchdowns, seven picks. Next full season in 2019, uh, he passed for in tw- 15 games, Dan. 20, he didn't even throw for 3,000 yards. Dan, that's not a good backup situation. He's a good, he's good if you need to, him to come in for like a game or two if you're playing against a bad team, but he's not that guy. Okay, so you'd rather have, and I'm going to give you Geno Smith, Jordan Love, John Walford, Kellen Mond, um, uh, Blaine Gabbert, Easton Stick. Well, you can't I mean, give like, me a rookie. Like, you no, can't, but these, you, that's you can't the give point. Rookie, but that's though. the point. That that no, that that's the point of it, though. That like it is. A- There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Part of the conversation. And that's, I just don't think that the Dolphins are there as a team. And, and, and ultimately, that actually oh. could do Tua in. Oh, hold He's on, George- hold on. You, you, you have snuck that in on me, but, but, but when we come back, I'll, I, I got names for you, just so oh. you know. Okay. Dallas is leading the Chargers 14-11. to 11. The Chargers facing a 4th and 11, though, inside the red zone. Going to attempt a 32-yard field goal. The Falcons are in the end zone. Calvin Ridley caught a 3-yard touchdown pass from Matt Ryan. It's 28-17. Buccaneers, though, over Atlanta with 6-21 to go. Arizona still holding that 31-30 edge on Minnesota. Now 6-19 left to go in the third quarter while the Seahawks are up on Tennessee 24-9 early in the third quarter in Seattle. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, we'll talk with our NFL insider on the status of Tua Tungavailoa and what do the Bears do now with Andy Dalton dinged up that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's the NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Kyler Murray threw a deep ball that was picked off by Minnesota, so the Vikings now have the football. Still trailing Arizona by one, 31-30 with three minutes left in the third quarter. The Titans are in the end zone. Derrick Henry, a nine-yard touchdown run. Extra point was good, so the Titans within eight of the Seahawks, still early in the third. Five and a half minutes left in the third. Dallas and the Chargers tied at 14. And Atlanta, only down 11 to Tampa Bay, now has the ball in Buccaneers territory facing a second and two with 420 left to go in the third quarter. Joining us now is our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. You can also hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast and find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam, uh, week two, and I'm not sure if you were privy to the uh, conversation George and I just had. Yeah. But okay. The, 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 it was – You sound guys so, are going at it, man. <laughs> the, where, where, are the, where are the Miami Dolphins as a team roster-wise is my question in the NFL right now. Um, the, just from talking to them, they – I think they're going to wind up being wrong about this. Their offensive line's not nearly as good as they thought it was. They made a bunch of changes. It, it has not looked particularly good so far. They barely beat New England. That was a great win for them last week, and today they got housed. They got handled. Obviously, Tua getting hurt early didn't help them. Um, I think the offensive line's a problem. Tua's an absolute problem. He's been a problem from, from day one. He's been uh, inconsistent. He's a smaller quarterback, let's not forget. Uh, he is streaky. There is talent there. I think... Thought at the time he was overdrafted. I just was not a biggest Tua fan from a from performance standpoint uh, coming out of, out of Alabama. Uh, the reason why they the, the Dolphins have wanted Watson, I mean, you just you, you could see. I mean, there's just he's just he's just not good enough. Um, they never it, they never denied it. By the way, the Dolphins have never denied from day one that they were interested in Watson. You know why? Because they could have denied it. They could they, they've never said. 
that they weren't. They can't go on record saying it, but if they were not interested in Deshaun Watson, they would put a statement out. They didn't because they are, and they have been for some for months. So that kind of tells you what they think of the state of the quarterback situation. And um, they, they could not overcome their, their inability to run the football. Their, line, their offensive line struggled today. I give, I give the Bills credit for bouncing back. They look good. I mean, the, the, the Bills look good. I mean, Josh Allen was inconsistent, but uh, they were able to get the job done. George Reister, Dan Beyer here with Adam Kaplan on Fox Sports Radio. I think George had his mic muted. Go ahead, George. If, if Tua is going to be out for an extended period of time, what do they do? I mean, are because Jacoby Brissett's not good enough to win football games. So do they try to trade for Watson? Do they bring in Cam? Or do they just punt on this season and then try to figure it out in the offseason? Well, Brissett will be the starter. There's no question about that. The question is, do they actually make a trade? Uh, is there anyone available? I mean, the state of backup quarterbacking in the National Football League is so bad. I mean, it's just, it's bad. I mean, let's call it like it is. I mean, you talk to personnel people, they'll tell you it's, it's hard to find a good backup quarterback. Uh, the, the reason why that Watson has not been traded is twofold. It's the same as I told you six months ago. There are two issues. Le- legally, what's, what's, what's been, uh, what, what he's been accused of, he's not been charged with, Deshaun Watson not been charged with anything, but he's, what he's been accused of. And then the other thing is the, say, the, the, compensation, the, the compensation which they've wanted for, for four months has not changed. They want three, uh, as I understand it, three frontline starters and three first-round picks. And the general manager of the Texans, Nick Casario, will not back off, and that, that's why he's not been traded. Super quick, like how big of a missed opportunity was this for the Texans to have once he said he wanted out, if yeah. they had just said, fine, cool. That's true. Well, they should have. You're right. But, but here's the thing. and I, it, it, we, we, I would love to go back and, tra- and track the timeline to when they found out about what, he, what Watson been, had been accused of. I would love to know that because if you remember, Casario had just found out within five to seven days, uh, I'm going to say within five to seven days of him getting the job that Watson wanted out, okay, that Watson wanted to be traded. He, had, you know, he didn't know why. Um, he could probably figure out why um, based on what would happen last season with Bill O'Brien and, and how people thought it was miserable to work for the Texans last season. And then uh, within three weeks after he takes a the job, then the Watson accusations come out. And it just becomes an absolute disaster. But yet, my understanding from talking to teams that are involved, uh, Casario is not backed off of one of three first-round picks. And, and three, what, what one team told me is frontline players, which I.E. means starter. So I, I think he's ridiculous wanting he's that. He's never going to get that. Of course. Look, who in the right mind would do that for a guy? You know, it's for, uh, by the way, now, if, if you didn't have that, if you didn't have the accusations, Five first-round picks would not be enough. Mm-hmm. Sean Watson's a top-five quarterback. Do you know how well he played? People forget. We haven't really talked about this in a long time. Do, do we know how well Watson played last season? He was awesome. Their, their defense was abominable, did, non-competitive, but he was awesome. It wasn't his fault. So that's the thing that gets lost in the sauce here. Watson was terrific. He was an MVP candidate last season. Their defense was horrific, and what could he do? Yeah, with what four wins, and he was, he was, he was but he played no, but he played great. Yeah. Dan, he, yeah, he does not control. It's like a pitcher on a great team. That's record is not great because they don't score runs for him. Sure. What are you going to do? Per- perfect segue. That's why we have him here every week. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I thought Jameis Winston's five touchdowns last week were like <laughs> pitcher wins <laughs> when your team scores 11, yeah, you know, yeah. and you give up, you know, six or seven 
is this the real Jameis Winston with the Saints that we saw today against Carolina? Well, first of all, it was one touchdown every four uh, attempts last week. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Look, he, he made good decisions. He didn't have to throw it very much. only threw it 20 times. I mean, both interceptions. I mean, you got to be kidding me. The first one, like, you know better than that. The, the, see, it's funny because he was asked after the game about learning and not th- turning the ball over. He said, hey, man, if I don't see it, I just throw it away. Well, you didn't do that this time. Now, the last one, I understand they were, they were far behind, so he felt he had to do it. But it was so disappointing to see that. And it's really it isn't remarkable what a difference a, year, a week makes. The Saints defense was incredible last week, completely shut down Aaron Rodgers, where the Packers were as bad as I've, I've seen them in I don't know how many years. And then you see what the Saints did this week. Now, I understand the, the coaching issue with all the coaches. Half of their offensive coaches were out. That obviously made it very difficult, and you, you can't underestimate that. And by the way, this is the first week out of the two that injuries impacted so many games and performances. Pre-game, Taylor Lewan hurts his knee. It could be serious. The left tackle in pre-game warm-ups for the Titans. Um, Brandon Graham gets hurt. He probably tore his Achilles and out for the year for the Eagles. So many players got hurt today. Look at all the quarterbacks that got hurt. It's a shame. A lot of injuries marred games today. Yeah, and that that was the thing that I think that was probably the most you, you know shocking thing. Um, I want to talk about Josh Allen because I asked you guys, and I have been on this train about a Josh Allen regression, and <laughs> through two games, he's completing like 54% of his passes. This looks a lot like the same dude who uh, prior to – uh, prior to an outlier season of last year, is he just trying to find find his groove, or is the fifty some odd percent passer who he really is? Yeah, so a couple things. I, ha- I I I try not to comment unless I've actually seen most of the game because I got to see where the drop passes was the timing off. How did the offensive line play last week? I could tell you it was by far the most physical game in the National Football League. The Pittsburgh yep. Buffalo game was unbelievably physical. This game. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, the numbers look inconsistent. His accuracy doesn't look great, but I, I didn't see it. So enough of it. I saw bits and pieces. But you say that it was an outlier. I definitely would not agree with that. If you look two years ago, he made a decent jump in, in accuracy. Last year was incredible. I mean, he, the tape showed it. Talking to the Bills about him per, privately, it just it was real. The numbers were real last year. Now, we only have two games, and his accuracy numbers are down. But um, we have 17 games. I'm not going to say the guy's having a bad season after two games, but you do get concerned. But I, I don't have enough information to say this guy's not thrown with enough accuracy. That's, that's the thing. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Matt Ryan threw a touchdown pass to Cordero Patterson. Two-point conversion was good. How about so the that, Falcons by the way? within three. How about, Cordero, yeah. how about Cordero Patterson? Because Mike Davis does not look good at all at running back. He is a one-man wrecking crew. What a story. This guy's been on a lot of teams. And they are using him, by the way, as a running back and a little bit at receiver. It's a pretty good story. And he is, he's keeping them in the game. Amazing. Yeah, he got a short yardage carry even in this, mm-hmm. in this contest. Uh, Cordell Patterson's former team, one of his former teams, the Chicago Bears, <laughs> uh, won today against Cincinnati. But is, was this an opportunity for Matt Nagy to be like, I told you so. This is Justin Fields through a bad interception in the second half of, of, of the game today. They were able to hold on for a victory. But with Andy Dalton out, Justin Fields got his opportunity. And, and I don't think he made the most of it. What do you think about the Bears quarterbacking situation? Yeah, and Dan, it's, it's hard, though, coming off the bench like that when you're not taking starter reps. He doesn't get very many. The backup quarterback rarely does know in his case because they have the so-called Justin Fields package, you know, they'll give him a couple reps, but it's mm-hmm. just not enough. And uh, if Dalton's out, he'll get all of them. And that's just the way that they'll have to go about it. But 
Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, the, the Bears dominated for three quarters, and they just barely won that game. they they got to feel fortunate that they're able to win. But I'm very interested to see. I was with the Bears for two days in training camp and, and watching Fields throw the football. I'm very interested to see how he'll do if he's got to start from beginning to end because he, he just is a different player than Dalton. I mean, he just has a much better arm. He moves better. And I'd like to see him. And he'll help their offensive line, by the way, which, was, which has been bad so far. Their offensive line's got major issues at the tackle positions. That's that's going to keep them out of the playoffs if, unless it improves. Um, when we're looking at what we saw out of Ben Roethlisberger today and yeah. in week in week one, I said his body is playing football, but it doesn't look look like his heart and mind and soul are in the game. He does not look right. I don't know what it is. Uh, I understand last week, you know, Buffalo played great defense, but. They're playing a substandard defense, and the Raiders. I know the Raiders' defense been a little bit better than we expected, but they're still loaded on at receiver. I know their their line isn't great, but overall, Ben has not played particularly well, uh, and they haven't run the ball as well as they would have liked. A little better this week, but the fact of the matter is, Ben has not played at a good enough uh, level here. So that's definitely concerning. But I got to give the Raiders credit on a short week, an emotional game, to win. I don't care what the circumstances were for the Steelers. Steelers have to win this game. The, the Raiders should not win changing time zones coming on a short week, an overtime week, at, you know, basically being done Tuesday morning and flying out east and winning a game like that. They, they've got to feel really disappointed that they weren't able to get that done. <laughs> it was my lock of the week for everything that you <laughs> oh, said. Oh, it was. Oh, I hey, let me Pittsburgh, tell you something. Yeah, Absolutely. Dan, I, I've got almost every game wrong. I did so well last week. I, the char- I picked the Chargers upset. I had the, you know, the Browns. I got that one wrong. But I did really well last week. This game week, terrible. Uh, the, I thought for sure the Steelers would blow them out because it just they, – they somehow came back. You, you guys saw that game Monday night. I mean, they barely yeah. won. G- great win. It was an unbelievable game. But you've got to be kidding me, uh, them playing like that. They, and, and another thing, their offensive line's a problem. I mean, they're off- they knew this. And you know, Kevin Colbert's a great GM, did not do a good job of replenishing their offensive line. Yeah. Um, I, I, what about what happened today with the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers? Because the 49ers offense, they weren't able to run the football, which is what they love to do. And then on the other side, Jalen Hurts wasn't as good today as yeah. we had previously seen him. I'm going to defend him in a little bit. I did not like the play calling. This I've never seen this before, George. And this will apply to you as a tight end. I've never seen a team never throw one pass inside the entire game. I've never seen anything like it. And they're playing cover three. I mean, this is, that's a tight end beater. I mean, you've you got to get the ball in the middle of the field. I don't know what the heck happened. Now, they, the Eagles, I'm sure, will have their reasoning why there were no inside throws. But give D'Amico Ryans, their first-year defense coordinator, credit. He outcoached Nick Sirianni, the Eagles offensive coordinator. I mean, he's the head coach and, and play caller. Because they got, they got embarrassed. Their offense was terrible today. They... they uh, they got handled. Now, I give their defense credit. They kept them in, and both defenses were great today in Philly. Um, the, the, the crowd today was uh, something else today. They were happy to be in a full stadium, but um, that NFC Leafs, folks, nobody seems to want to win that division. He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast and also Sirius XM NFL Radio. Find him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Can't wait to talk to you in week three, Adam. Thanks again. Right, guys. Thanks. See you. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Chargers thought they had a touchdown only to have it wiped off the board because of a holding penalty for what's going on in our late games. Let's go to the news desk with David Gascon. 
Uh, crazy happenings in week two in the NFL. Guys, it's uh, it's been a wild, wild day so far, especially if you are a uh, Atlanta Falcons fan. It, like, you are left it for dead for quite a while, and they came back, and now they're within three. 28-25 is the score in that ball game. Just checking out some figures in the affair. Tom Brady's looked sharp. Four touchdown passes, 217 yards. Gronk's got two receiving scores. Mike Evans also has two, but he cramped up just a series ago. On the other side, Matt Ryan, two touchdown passes. Cordell Patterson's got 14 yards on the ground, a TD rush, a receiving touchdown, 57 yards out. Everyone's in the act on both sides. 28-25, Tampa Bay has the advantage in that contest. Obviously, the fireworks are happening in Arizona right now. Vikings 33, Cardinals 31, Kyler Murray Four touchdowns in this ball game. He also threw a pick six, 33-31. Arizona's got the football at their 39-yard line. Chargers and Cowboys, 14-14. It's third down and six for the Bolts. Ten seconds to play in this third quarter. Seahawks, 24. Titans, 16. Derrick Henry, 21 carries for 75 yards and also a score of his own. Tyler Lockett lighting it up. He's got six receptions for 144 yards. And Justin Herbert, guys, just threw a pick in the end zone. Dallas Cowboys, they've needed some turnovers last couple years. They were minus three a season ago. They've got two today against Herbert. So 14-14, five seconds to play in the third quarter, and Dallas a huge takeaway in the end zone. Keenan Allen looked like he slipped on the play, but I don't know if it would have made a difference. Uh, That is is unfortunate because, again, the Chargers had a touchdown. Donald Parham uh, caught a long one from Justin Herbert. Out of blown coverage, what looked like, but Jared Cook held Leighton Vanderesh on the play, wiping it off the board. We appreciate it, David. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Titans, yeah, they're driving against Seattle, just down eight in this contest. And Tennessee maybe starting to get that running game going. They also stopped the Seahawks on a couple of short yardage plays. So Tennessee having a rough week one and a rough first half against Seattle with a couple of miscues. Now maybe getting it rolling late in the third quarter in Seattle. It's just some of the happenings of our late games here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Yeah, uh, it it does look like that pass would have been potentially caught or at least, you know, like it wouldn't have been just a layup inter- interception had Keenan Allen not fallen down. So that's that's the crazy part. It, it, it In the NFL, these windows are so tight that if you don't, like, that if you don't, um, that if a player falls down or something like that, somebody's usually always there to be the recipient of a, <laughs> you know, yeah. of a of a layup where they're just like, oh, thank you, look what I found, the ball. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. <laughs> He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is what we're going to do. Burst is going to join us in about eight minutes with our fantasy hits and misses for week two. We went a little bit long with Adam just because there's so much craziness going on in the National Football League. Falcons are going to get the ball back. They're only down three. The problem is they're going to have to go the length of the field to do it. They're going to start at their own four after forcing a Tampa punt. And the uh, the Cardinals and Vikings still in that shootout with 10.23 to go. Yeah, Minnesota still up two. Titans facing a third and five with just a few seconds remaining in the third quarter at the Seahawks' 26-yard line. And Ryan Tannehill ends up having to dump it off, and the pass is incomplete. So the Titans likely have to settle for a field goal attempt. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Your fantasy hits and misses next. Plus, Bill Belichick did it again. That coming up here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Snap to Herbert. Parsons pushes the pocket. Throws it in the end zone where it is intercepted. It is intercepted by KZ. How about that one? Now, back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio it is. He's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer, and we are coming down the stretch with four great games in our late window of week two. Dallas Cowboys Radio Network on the highlight that you heard. Dallas was able to turn that Justin Herbert interception in the end zone, drive down the field and kick a field goal. So Dallas is up 17-14 to with 10.25 to go. Russell Wilson has just hit Freddie Swain, busted coverage by the Titans. Swain was wide open, 68-yard touchdown pass. The extra point, no good. I believe the Seahawks, yes, it is no good. It hit the upright. George, I wanted to make sure that my eyes weren't deceiving that it did hit the upright and then bounced back into the end zone. It was no good, but the Seahawks up 30-16 to on that touchdown pass. Tampa Bay is into the end zone. 
Chris Godwin catches the touchdown pass from Tom Brady, so it's 35-25 with 9.18 left to go. Atlanta trails by 10 in that one, and the Vikings are up on Arizona 33-31. Let Russ cook! <laughs> they, they did. It was self-serve. I mean, my goodness. like It just was right there for him to, to load up his plate and do what he wanted to do because there wasn't a, there wasn't a titan in sight. He cooks we, with Crisco. He does. They, they are cooking uh, today on those long passes. Boy, the Tennessee secondary getting uh, having having a rough day of it for the second straight week. Speaking of oh, rough okay. days. Okay. Oh, no, okay. Well, I was going to say, speaking of rough days, let's get to our fantasy hits and misses with Ryan Bershinger for week two. Say, go, go, go. Fantasy hits Yahoo! and misses. All right, Burst, what you got? Well, we'll look at the games going on in action right now. Uh, Tom Brady just tossed his fifth touchdown pass of the day to Chris Godwin. Uh, not all five to Chris Godwin, this fifth one is to Chris Godwin. That's uh, 270 yards and five touchdowns for Tom Brady. Tyler Lockett is having himself a Tyler Lockett day. Seven catches, 151 yards, and a touchdown. And as you guys have been talking about, Corderell Patterson stepping up for the Falcons. He's got 11 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. Five catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown through the air. So, uh, you know, Bo Benson does have another $105 left in his fab after using 95 on Elijah Mitchell. Maybe we've got a $105 bet coming for Corderell Patterson in this waiver period. Let's look at the misses, though, for for this week thus far. And uh, one Dakota Prescott, 18 of 22, 202 passing yards, but no touchdowns and interception there. Uh, and if your last name is Brown and your first name starts with A, you're not having a very good day so oh. far. Uh, Antonio Brown, one catch, 17 yards on three targets. And A.J. Brown, uh, two catches on 28 yards on five targets. But Am I the only one, by the way, that loves when Sam Darnold throws to Dan Arnold? So it's like Darnold <laughs> to D- Arnold? Yes. Like, that's amazing. I love it. I, I, I don't know if it's been out there <laughs> before, but I <laughs> saw it today. Hey, no, don't mock <laughs> me. That's good. That's good stuff right there. Don't no, mock me with those laughs. No, you should be laughs. mocked for that. Darnold to D. That. Arnold? That's great. <laughs> to Dan Arnold? Oh, it's great. That is so it. corny, Dan. It's not corny. It's factual, George. It's, it's factual. Corny. It's corny that you're like, oh, my God, this is this is hilarious, dude. That's like popsicle stick. I, I, didn't, uh, I wasn't saying that I laughed at it. I just said that I loved it. It's Darnold to, to Arnold. Man. That's great. It's good stuff. All right, Burst, you got any, any more to uh, throw Bo Benson under <laughs> under the bus? Uh, I don't know if he's on Bo's team, but uh, because Dak is struggling, uh, Amari Cooper only two catches on uh, for 12 yards on five targets thus far. All right. Bro, those dudes are, are torching my fantasy team today between Antonio Brown and uh, Amari Cooper. Well, the good news is, is for those that may have A. Brown, meaning A.J. Brown, he did just catch a pass for a first down, and the Titans are going to need him and a lot more as they trail by 14 in Seattle to the Seahawks again with uh, just under 13 minutes to go in that contest. I cut you off to go to the fantasy hits and misses, George. Did you uh, Did you remember what you wanted to chime in with? Nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> coming up with more backup quarterbacks? Oh. Oh, yes, there we there we go. Backup quarterbacks, right? I was thinking about this, and, and I'm like, okay, if I get all backup quarterbacks in the league, I got Trey Lance, I got uh I got Justin Fields, I got a 
bunch of good rookie quarterbacks. So I don't, I don't want to hear it, Dan. There are well, a there are at least five that I would be willing to take uh, uh, before I drafted uh, J- Jacoby Brissett because he's not it, like he's shown that he's not a great quarter, quarterback. And well, of course, because he's Ty, not a star. Tyrod Taylor's a backup quarterback. So, like, we've been on this show Drew a bunch. Locke. We did it. We did it last year. I, I don't think. I don't think that a backup quarterback is is a huge need in the NFL. I figure that if your starter goes down, you're done anyway. By the way, Derrick Henry just took one sixty yards to the house for the Tennessee Titans. Extra point is good. Titans within seven with twelve seventeen left to go in that contest. It's just I. The whole conversation that we had was about the Dolphins and Tua and where they are, and I just don't think that the Dolphins are as good of a football team. A tipped ball on a Matt Ryan pass was picked off by Tampa and run back for a score. Extra point is no good, but Tampa's defense gets in the end zone. It's 41-25. Buccaneers on top of the Falcons. Chargers down three to the Cowboys, just crossing midfield. It'll be second down and about seven yards to go as Dallas is up 17 to 14 in that contest. Arizona is driving. Minnesota leads the Cardinals 33 to 31 with 525 to go. Cardinals facing a first down and goal. Something tells me that that game in Arizona is far from over with. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. The conclusion to all of these dandies in week two coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Craziness happening in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, and the Titans have the football back with an opportunity to either tie or maybe even go ahead of Seattle. So much to get to in this late window, but we start with what's going on in Arizona where the Vikings have the football 34 to 33, Arizona leads Minnesota. Dalvin Cook has had a decent game for Minnesota, but he's also been dinged up, which has been why he's been a bit quiet in the second half. But Kirk Cousins is going to have an opportunity to rally his team as they are down by one with four minutes to go. Chargers just kicked a field goal to pull even with Dallas, George. Maybe we'll jump to L.A. because there was a crazy situation that went on where it appeared the Chargers had taken the lead against Dallas. Justin Herbert threw a one-yard touchdown pass to Jared Cook, and it looked like the Chargers were in the end zone. What ended up happening was there was an illegal shift on the Chargers, and which, then there was which nobody saw, but okay, which, yeah, which nobody saw. Then there was a taunting penalty afterwards. But as was explained by Gene Steratour in the CBS broadcast, because the taunting penalty for the charge or for the that would have been on the Chargers was after the play, it only would have been able to be enforced if the touchdown was good. So what happened was the Chargers were backed up five yards because of the illegal shift, and Dallas had to decline the penalty. The good news for Dallas was Justin Herbert. Uh, took his time in backpedaling, and then Micah Parsons, who's been a monster playing that defensive end position today, was able to get him in the grasp as it was ruled, took an 18-yard oh, loss. That was a terrible call, too. And then, and, and, Well, he could have been grounding, too, because he threw the ball away, and, and they're 
Austin Eckler no, and Keenan Allen they, were They don't kind call of, grounding when when, he when was you a, are going, when you get hit when you throw the ball because it almost got to the line of scrimmage and he got hit while he was throwing it. So that's the, it, it was just a bizarre set of, set of circumstances and Chargers fans have the right to be very upset right now. Well, they did kick a field goal, so now Dak Prescott will take over with the uh, Dallas offense coming on the field with 3.54 left to go. Now what's going on in Arizona? Minnesota is down by one. They've got a third down and seven from the Arizona 28-yard line. Clock is counting. Minnesota does have all three of their timeouts. Time won't be an issue, and if they don't get it here, maybe they'll have to punt it back to Arizona, and they don't get it. So with 2.52 left, all right, here's your first uh, uh, decision. Fourth and seven, 2.52 left to go. You have all three timeouts. You're down one. What do you do if you're Minnesota? Go for it or punt, George, from your own 28-yard line? Oh, man, if Dalvin Cook hadn't slipped on that third down play, he gets the first down already. I probably punt because I do have three timeouts left. But actually, I've given up 34 points. So I nah, I might have to go for it here because then I can hold them just to a field goal, but I would need a touchdown after. But can I express my frustration with, with, with Derrick Henry? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I I cannot stand Derrick Henry, and not him as a person. It's playing against him in fantasy because, oh. <laughs> it, it, like was, days days like today constantly happen. He was absolutely shut down for three quarters, shut down, and now he's looking at 144 yards at rushing and two touchdowns. And I can't, like, dude, I I just can't. Well, I, I hope it, you're it not. Is, I hope you're not playing against the uh, Tampa defense because they just scored again. Uh, yes! I'm turnover. playing. I have Tampa well, defense, there buddy. There you go. Yeah! If you're just tuning into Fox Sports Radio, this is George Reister's fantasy team show. Three hours about George's fantasy team. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. The Vikings did end up punting. I want to go back to that point, though, on the, the punt decision. With 2.52 left in three timeouts, I know fourth and seven isn't a given, and that's and it, it's a lot to ask to get seven yards. However, with the two-minute warning, with the timeout, even if you just held Arizona to a field goal, maybe in that situation, you'd still be able to win the game with a touchdown. Now you got to figure out a way to just uh, wrap up Kyler Murray after punting it away. Arizona's going to... If they can get their 10 yards, they're going to need a couple of first downs. They're not going to just need to get one and run off the clock. But I don't think – I probably would have punted it as well, but I do think that it was worthy of a decision, of thinking about it. Um, it's still a field goal wins it if you're Minnesota, if you get a stop here. So just we'll see if it works out for the Vikings. It, it, tough, to, tough to stop the uh, Kyler Murray-led offense of Arizona. The Cowboys – now with three minutes to go, are facing a third down inside the Chargers or inside their own twenty-yard line. Again, two fifty to go. Dallas has two timeouts. Tennessee got a nice run to midfield from Ryan Tannehill, but the Titans are down seven with eight minutes left, and Tannehill overthrew AJ Brown for a pass that, uh, if he put it on the mark, AJ Brown is in the end zone, but just overthrew him. 
Instead, it's uh, now a first down and 10 for Tennessee at the Seahawks' 37-yard line after completing a first down, and then Derrick Henry gets uh, wrapped up. We've got three games that are that are in the balance that we are just going to try to bounce around to keep you updated here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Ezekiel Elliott gets a pass from Dak Prescott on a third and six, is able to convert the first down, so Dallas will have it with 2.30 left to go, first down at their own 27-yard line. The, uh, the the Chargers are, are wondering what could have been on that opportunity. Dallas doesn't seem to be in any hurry here. And remember, they have Greg Zerline, who's got one of the strongest legs, if not the strongest leg in the National Football League. So if you could just cross midfield, you're going to end up being in somewhat field goal range if Dallas gets to that point here as they approach the two-minute warning. Mm, we st- see, I'll I'll take a little over overtime here. Some some Austin Eckler action too. As you know, it is three hours of Georgia's fantasy football team show. <laughs> yeah. But um, but uh, no, it, this is a game. Re- remember the question that you asked me though earlier yeah. about whether this was going to be Justin Herbert coming back or whether it was going to be uh, the Dallas Cowboys running away with this or something. And I said a little bit of both, mm-hmm. but. The fact that the Chargers have had two touchdowns called called back is wild. And the the fact that their defense has shut the the Dallas Cowboys largely down, this Chargers team feels like the playoff team that a lot of people predicted that they would be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's the Chargers had opportunities and there was a blown coverage by Dallas that saved them on that that holding penalty on that that uh, Donald Parham touchdown that would have been but this this does seem like a game between two playoff caliber teams uh the, the it's just a matter of now you know the NFC East is who knows I I don't think that the Giants are there Philadelphia looks better but they had a tough time with it with San Francisco today but Dallas, I mean, you, you start two games on the road against the Buccaneers and Chargers. It's a it's a tough start to the year. Titans, by the way, facing a fourth down and two, and they're going for it at the Seattle thirty or twenty nine yard line. And Tannehill is unable to complete it after facing pressure. So instead of making it a four point game, they still now face a seven point deficit with five forty six left to go. So the Titans uh, unable to uh, to cash in, so the Seahawks will take over. The Cardinals were forced to punt, fourth and nine. It was a third and long, and then the Vikings were able to uh, corral, I believe, Chase Edmonds and set up a fourth and nine. So they punted it back to Minnesota, did Arizona. So now Kirk Cousins has the football, 209 to go in the one timeout, and the, the choice to punt is now ending up being the correct choice for Minnesota since they got that stop and got the football back. 16 career game-winning drives is the graphic Fox has up for Kirk Cousins. If it's going to be a game-winner, it's going to start from their own 23-yard line. Time shouldn't be an issue, George, when you have one time out and you're on the other play? side of um, the uh, two-minute warning. I'm calling it now. Two-play touchdown to K.J. Osborne. Okay. Well, K.J. Osborne had a big play, a touchdown yep. to start out yeah, this game. Yeah, 64-yard t- touchdown to start the game. Yes. That, uh, yeah, because this is this is the game that feels like it, it deserves one of those endings, right? Where it just it's just constantly just going back and forth, and it's whoever has the ball last is actually going to end up winning this football game. Dallas now facing a second down and five from their own 31-yard line. And, and Dallas, again, they're in no hurry. They run it with Ezekiel Elliott. Chargers have all three of their timeouts. But again, I think this is due in part because of 
Greg Zerline's leg. And, and we saw in week one there were some questions about Zerline and his health with his back injury because Zerline was anything but accurate in that opener against Tampa. So far, a better place to kick, but you would have to think that Dallas needs to get to about uh, the uh, Los Angeles 40-yard line. And they would yeah, need that'll about give you a 57. Yeah, 23, 24 more yards. And we saw a week two kick. I believe it was uh, uh, Butker last year for the Chiefs in week two that won it for Kansas City over the Chargers on a long field goal. Well, and, and, and we saw Prater kick a 62 yarder today, too. Yeah. And so, so we will see, I guess, how the, uh, the, um, how how well the ball carries in this in this stadium, you know, because because if it were in Dem- Denver, then you got an extra, you know, an extra few yeah. yards on your kick. But we'll see how it carries in L.A. in this glass roof ceiling. Dallas is in an absolute. They're running a hurry up offense, but there is nothing downfield. There is there were just dump offs to Ezekiel Elliott, and now. On a little slant route, Amari Cooper is into Charger territory, brought down at around the Charger 45-yard line, but the clock is ticking. Dallas has two timeouts left. They finally use one of those with 36 seconds left to go. So now they're now they're getting close. Now you need one more completion, and I think that you're in field goal range. But it didn't seem to me, George, that Dallas was in that much of a hurry to make it an easy kick for Greg Zerline. They were just Yeah, the they're like, let's get them. to the 40 and let's kick a 57-yarder instead of saying, <laughs> let's go get a bucket, dude. Like, let's go get a real live, uh, a real live either score or big play. Like, 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 like let's get, get this down to a layup. Like, let's get it a 40-yarder, 38-yarder. And, and that's not what they're doing at all. So the Cowboys calling their timeout, so they'll have one left with 36 seconds left to go, facing a first down and 10 at the Chargers' 45-yard line. As for Minnesota, they got a first down on a Dalvin Cook run. It'll be first and 10 from their own 35-yard line. Again, Cardinals up uh, 34-33 in that one. Tampa Bay just putting on the finishing touches of their win against Atlanta. This game was actually, I don't want to say it was closer <laughs> than the score appears, but they Atlanta made it, it closer. Close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they made it close for a second, and then it looked like uh, that the Buccaneers were like, oh, hold on, we didn't have the volume turned all the way up. Let's turn it all the way up. And then back-to-back uh, drives with pick sixes. And, uh, yeah, it was 28-25, to 25, and then the, the turnovers really ended up hurting uh, Tampa Bay. Godwin had the fifth touchdown, as you heard David Gascon earlier on in the show tell you, threw five touchdown passes today. And then it was the defense stepping up. Seattle facing a third and eight. DK Metcalf with the catch. The only problem, he was short of the first down, came off limping. They're going to be a yard short, so the Seahawks are going to punt it back to Tennessee. Tennessee is down 7-30-23 with 4-30 left to go. Hold on, the Seahawks are lining up they may be trying to draw Tennessee offsides and uh, instead it's the Seahawks who move so the Seahawks are likely going to have to punt it back I don't think that you would go for it on your own 39 yard line if you were Seattle anyway you got one of the better punters in the NFL you might also punt it back and and make the Titans go the length of the field Uh, speaking of uh, what's going on in Arizona and the NFC West sorry George this is just crazy going back and forth the Vikings have got it to midfield um, about a minute 31 now left to go. They're facing a second and 10 from the Arizona 48-yard line. Even indoors in a situation like this, does the grass, would that play any any effect? I mean, you mentioned Prater kicked a 62-yarder. 
Um, yes, surface matters a great deal in these situations. It matters greatly. Like surface, atmosphere, all of these sorts of things actually impact, you know, what you can do in the kicking game. So we will see, you know, what the Minnesota Vikings do, what the what the Cowboys do. Because the last thing that you want to do is to try to take like like your that taking a long field goal as your opportunity to win, as opposed to either scoring a touchdown or getting way closer. And we see teams that are, that win and win a lot. They're aggressive in these situations and teams that don't, they play conservative. They try to just kind of hold on. And that's the terrible way to try to handle things. Vikings tried to hit Justin Jefferson for a deep one just out over his outstretched arms. So it's now third and 10 with a minute 21 left to go. Again, the Vikings at Arizona's 48-yard line. And now Adam Thielen has converted that catch, that third down, into a first down. As for the Cowboys, they run a little end around with Tony Pollard, who gets stopped on a second and six. So now it's going to be third down at the Chargers' 43-yard line. Dallas has just not taken any chances to get any chunks of yardage to make this easier. And now they've got a light 60 yarder right there. Yeah, I mean, and the clock is running, and the the Cowboys are going to let the clock run out, and they're going to settle for a 61 yard field goal. What are you paying Dak 40 million dollars for? This is this is uh, this is mind boggling, and and we're going to jump back to what the Vikings are doing. They just are in field goal range now. KJ Osborne uh, with the short reception from Kirk Cousins getting them near midfield. Arizona only has one timeout, so that's that's the only timeout that Min- or that Arizona has to stop the clock. So Minnesota's in field goal range facing a second and two, and you'd have to think they're at the 28-yard line that Kirk Cousins is going to take up as much time as he can. So this is, this is where we are. We are going to keep you here. I know we're a bit long uh, to those back at the headquarters, but we need to clear up what are happening in these games The Vikings are down one with under 30 seconds left to go, and the clock continues to run, and Arizona does not call a timeout as they just got a first down. So Minnesota will attempt a game-winning field goal. Greg Zerline's on the field with four seconds left, trying to kick a 60-yarder for Dallas to top the Chargers, while Tennessee... It's got the football. They're down seven in Seattle, nearing midfield, facing a first and ten. Tennessee has all of their timeouts if time ends up being a factor in that one. Chargers have two timeouts. How many times do you try to freeze Zerline in this if you have two more timeouts? He's a veteran kicker. I'm, I'm going to freeze him probably once. That's it, though. That's the, that's the end of the story. Like, I'm going to freeze him. I'm going to freeze him once, and then that's the, and then that's the game. Okay, it's going to be a 56-yard field goal attempt for Greg Zerline to win it for the Cowboys. You know he's got the leg, and it is true. And the Cowboys go to L.A. and knock off the Chargers. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 8 to 17. <laughs> if that isn't good, Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott and that offense are being questioned all week long, but the kicker saves the day. Cowboys beat the Chargers 20 to 17. Now for what's going on in Arizona, there's four seconds left to go in the contest. Minnesota's Greg Joseph on for a 37 yard field goal attempt to try to win it for Minnesota. Arizona does have one timeout. Doesn't look like they've used it. And Joseph's kick is no good. What? And the Arizona Cardinals survive and beat the Vikings 34-33. to The 37-yarder is no good. So the Cardinals are 2-0. Vikings fall to 0-2. While the Seahawks and Titans are going down to the two-minute warning in Seattle. Seahawks up 7. We'll bring you that finish next. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's George Reister, the six-year NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. This is what's going down in Seattle. It's the only game going on right now. Seahawks up 30-23 to on the Titans, but the Titans will have the ball at the one-inch yard line. It appeared on first blush that Derrick Henry may have had a five-yard touchdown run, but he was stopped just about an inch outside the goal line. So now it's going to be... First down, it's actually going to be first and goal at the Seahawks one yard. You got a first down on the run. The issue here is now there's 32 seconds left. Tennessee called a timeout, and they have one timeout left. I think the graphic may have been wrong earlier, George, because I remember Tennessee only calling one timeout in this scenario. But they have one timeout left. Seattle uh, is sitting here with two timeouts left. And there was actually a point where Tennessee didn't seem to be in any hurry. And they needed a touchdown, 
or actually thought Seattle probably should have used a timeout just to preserve some time if they need to. Because no. I think if, well, no, hold on. No, just let me no, let me let me big, finish, George. Just let okay. me finish. Just a sec. The reason being is because I think Tennessee is going to go for two if they score a touchdown here. This would be an absolute steal of a game if they went in after basically trailing for much of this game, and they do walk in. Derrick Henry, a touchdown. So he gets in. Now the question is, if you're the Titans, do you kick the extra point with 29 seconds left? And I would have gone for two. Derrick Henry, a monster day. Uh, the uh, third touchdown of the day, Ryan Bershinger will be with us in just a moment to give us some fantasy hits and misses. But Tennessee goes down and scores 12 plays, 68 yards, and now they will go for the extra point. I would go for two here. You've trailed all day long. You've given up big plays. If you would be able to get two and just go in and steal this victory, as Randy Bullock's extra point is good, so it's 30 apiece between the Seahawks and Titans, but 29 seconds left for Russell Wilson, and the Seahawks have two timeouts. How did Derrick Henry end up with a day like this, <laughs> which is crazy? But, um, I, Dan, the reason why you don't call timeouts right there is because – you're up seven points. You're not expecting the other team to score. Like you, you're actually helping them out. So if they if they score, they score. So what? And then you come out and and if there's time left, then you go try to go score. But but you don't just give them a layup of 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 an but, opportunity by helping them them out. Now I once they, they got down inside the ten, I may or or. Uh, inside the five, yeah, I may call a timeout there, but I'm not calling it while they're at like the 17. I think about it and say how much, if worst case scenario, if the Titans score here, how much time can I still leave for Russell Wilson? And the Titans, who had timeouts, were not calling them. They didn't seem to be in any rush to score. And that was just the point. If you could have gotten them in a situation where they needed to, uh, where, they, where they needed to, uh, get certain yardages. The Seahawks, a squib kick gets them up to about the 28-yard line, so there's going to be 24 seconds left. It just didn't seem that the, the Titans, if they really needed to stop the clock, could have with their timeouts, but they just let it roll down from 50 down to 40, and the point that I'm saying is if you get Tennessee and stop them on downs, big deal that you call timeouts and there's 40 seconds left because – you call your three plays, make them run another timeouts, and then punt it back and make them go 60 yeah, yards. You, in, yeah, but you need you know, your timeouts, no timeouts now. You need your timeouts now because Seattle, how many times have we seen Russell Wilson put his team yes. in a position to to a score with like 20-some seconds left? You don't need a whole lot of time. But there so could have been 40 seconds left on the clock instead not, of 24. Not, not necessarily because because then the Titans, they continue to let the clock run run down or they change their play calls based upon what what you did. That's, that's why it's not an optimal strategy. Maybe the Titans then don't call timeout uh, inside the uh, the ten yard line. Just uh, how it played out, the Seahawks now will have one timeout as they throw a dump pass to Travis Homer, who lost his footing. It was actually a bad pass by Russell Wilson, and now it's going to be second down and seven yards as the Seahawks only got three yards on that play. You need. 26 yards to get to the Tennessee 43-yard line, which would be a 60-yard field goal attempt for Jason Myers, and now you only have one timeout. But because you have that one timeout, you can still use the middle of the field if you're Seattle. And 
and try to go from there. But it's 30-30. to 30. It's the only game that's going on right now. After this second down play, we'll get a quick fantasy hits and misses from Ryan Bershinger, and then we'll let you know what happens in the rest of this Seattle contest as uh, Russell Wilson ends up running for his life and is unable to uh, make a completed pass to Gerald Everett. He was under heavy pressure, so now there's eight seconds left, and Seahawks facing a third down and seven. Now you would just need something over the middle and call a quick timeout and hope that you get a second left on the clock. Let's, uh, let's quick get those fantasy hits and misses from Ryan Bershinger, giving us the latest is there is an injured Seahawk on the field. Bursch, week two has been crazy. Who hit and who missed in fantasy football? Go, go, go! Fantasy hits and misses. Yeah, as we've talked about, uh, Derrick Henry is owning the afternoon uh, and owning me. <laughs> you do, and George. Yes, and yes, George. And George as well. Uh, there was a fonder time earlier in this game where Derrick Henry was struggling to get it going, and I wish we could all go back to that time. But instead, no, Derrick Henry has 30 rushes, 161 yards, three touchdowns, also five catches on five targets for 49 yards. <sighs> anyway, uh, Kyler Murray, huge game, 29 of 36, 400 yards, three touchdowns, also five rushes for 31 yards and a touchdown on the ground. The leading rusher for the Cowboys was not Ezekiel Elliott, though he did have a pretty solid game today. Tony Pollard, 13 rushes, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Also, three catches on three targets for 31 yards. And Mike Evans had himself a solid game, five catches on nine targets, 75 yards, and two touchdowns for the Bucks. A couple misses here. The most notable one from the afternoon, again, is Dak Prescott. 23 of 27, but only 237 yards and one interception. No touchdowns for Dak. Uh, if you started Mike Davis... And not too much action there. Nine rushes, 38 yards. Seven catches, though, on seven targets. So if you're in a PPR, that, that's pretty nice, but only 25 receiving yards. And lastly, if Jared Cook is your tight end, uh, you didn't have a good day. Three catches, 28 yards. And he would have had a touchdown, but it was called back on a penalty that apparently existed somewhere around there. And those are your fantasy hits and misses from the late games. Thanks, Birch. Upgrade to a Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor for a no noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave with Dollar Shave Club in stores. Yeah, that's Dollar Shave Club in stores, so go to the store and find them. Welcome to the club. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. The Seahawks on there. Not going to be final play. Russell Wilson scrambles, gets a first down, but now there will be two seconds left and just enough time for them to throw a Hail Mary It'll be about 57 yards they would need on that throw as Wilson got out of bounds at the Seahawks' 43-yard uh, line. Because of the uh, situation uh, with uh, the previous play, the Seahawks don't have any more timeouts. I don't know if they needed to call a timeout if they called it in the grasp. It's one of the drawbacks of having a headset on and not hearing the explanation of what's going on. But the Seahawks will throw up a Hail Mary. If they get it, they win. If not, likely headed to uh, overtime. And now the Titans will take a timeout. It allows us to, George, we'll go to the news desk with David Gascon. He could give us all the latest as the Seahawks and Titans try to short out what's going to happen on this final play of regulation. Dan, I got some good news for you. Okay, what's I, that? I have an early birthday present for Ryan Bershinger. Oh, what's okay? Ron Henry on the left side. He's got some room to the 45. <laughs> He's outside to the 50. He's to the 40. He's to the 30. He's to the 20. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He's to the <laughs> yeah. end zone. Yes. Touchdown, Titans. 
Derrick Henry just went 60. <laughs> went ballistic on the day so far. 30 carries for 161 yards and three scores. He's got all of them. Tennessee right now tied with Seattle, 30 apiece, two seconds to go in regulation. Also in Los Angeles. Right hash. Snap. Kick on the way. Kick it. It's good, and the Cowboys win. Yeah, that's from the modulated radio network. Um, Cowboys do win it. Uh, final score in that one, 20-17. to 17. Cardinals eke out a victory against the Vikings, 34-33. to 33. In that ballgame, Kyler Murray, 400 yards passing, four touchdowns. Did throw two picks. One of them returned for a score of his own. Also, the Buccaneers thumped the Falcons, 48-25. to 25. Tom Brady, at the ripe old age of 44, five touchdown passes. He needed all of them to quit what Zach Wilson did today. He was picked off four times by the New England Patriots. Guys, uh, we got some bonus ball coming on up. Uh, end of regulation, the Pacific Northwest, 30 up. Man, the Seahawks didn't even try. They dumped a pass off to Tyler Lockett in the flat, let him run 30 yards, and then go out at, of bounds. So they didn't even try least a hell add your stats in the process, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice little stat pattern. Uh, so now Geno Smith goes out to midfield uh, for the Seahawks. A backup quarterback. Would you take Geno Smith over Jacoby Brissett, George? Following I got six in one hand, half a dozen in the, in the other. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I haven't seen Geno Smith play in like in like six years worth of, worth of Sundays. So I don't know. Uh, well, the uh, the coin toss has been won by Tennessee. So Tennessee, if they go down and score a touchdown, will win this game in Seattle. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. We started something new last week. We called them our See You on Wednesday Players of the Week. And for those not familiar with the See You on Wednesday, when a coach comes into the locker room after a big game, the biggest treat, George, you know this as a player, is what what can he tell you guys after a big win on Sunday? What is the best news that you can hear from a head coach? See you on Wednesday. That means that you got the entire Monday off, but all the good teams actually, actually come in and come back to work. Well, the See You on Wednesday award winner in my book in week two, the player of the week, Sorry, I, I, I know he's probably would have racked up many of oh. these in his career. Tom Brady, quarterback, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 24-36, 276 yards and five touchdown passes, picking apart the Falcons, and then uh, the Buccaneers defense took care of the rest at the end. I did compare touchdown passes to pitcher wins in Major League Baseball earlier. But there were there were some other good candidates, but I'm giving it to Tom Brady with the five touchdown pass. No interception effort in week two is my see you on Wednesday player of the game. So to get a see you next went to see you on Wednesday, you have to win a football game. And it would have been Derrick Henry reluctantly because he already has 30. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote carries 161 and three touchdowns but they did not get the win i am going to stay in that game and i am going to go with the tampa bay defense their entire defense gets a see you on wednesday two scores on back-to-back plays actually (laughs) even better than that though that 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 was the backup plan the actual uh, see you next Wednesday is the Chicago defense who actually got three consecutive interceptions. I almost forgot about them. They intercepted <laughs> Joe Burrow on three consecutive passes, which is unheard of. You can see them on Thursday. It was so good for the Chicago Bears defense. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Our week two MVPs, and we'll wrap up this Titans-Seahawks game, we think, next here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio, and we've got the plays that you may have missed. High snap, put down, Joseph, come on! It is good! No, he missed no it! Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Are oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, my. This, he missed it right. I wish this was the first time that we saw this happen. Oh, my heavens. The Arizona Cardinals flooding oh. the field after beating the Minnesota Vikings 34-33. Now. Back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. 
He's George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. Heartbreak, as you heard there on KFAN Minneapolis at the Vikings Radio Network on the missed 37-yarder by Greg Joseph. It's in overtime in Seattle. Titans got the ball, but were unable to do anything with it. They've punted it to the Seahawks, who have it first and 10 on their own 13-yard line. Now it's just a field goal needed to win this game. And the Seahawks throwing incomplete pass to Russell Wilson. The Titans' possession, George, was a bit elongated in overtime because of a roughing the passer penalty on uh, Jamal Adams, who hit Ryan Tannehill in the head or had uh, helmet to helmet contact. That's not what's going crazy in the NFL. The taunting penalties in the oh, NFL Lord. are going crazy. I know it's getting under your skin. There's targeting penalties on Saturdays that drive you nuts and now taunting penalties in the NFL on Sundays that are driving people crazy. Yeah, it, it, it it's a point of emphasis. Like, how about y'all emphasize something that actually matters? Like, the, the, these are dudes who whose testosterone is on max right now. They are, you know, competing at a high level in a very physical sport and you expect them to just turn it off? It don't work like that. Like, you are supposed to go out, play as hard as you can, and you can't expect that there's going to be, that guys aren't going to have something to say to each other when they're talking trash to each other all day. <laughs> I know. I know. The flexing or the, you know, looking over someone, I just, I'm sorry someone has hurt feelings over that, but there shouldn't be a 15-yard penalty for you know dbs are the worst at it but i mean come on how ridiculous i mean are, are, are we getting uh russell wilson by the way was pressured into the end zone and now this overtime game may end on a safety in seattle as wilson tried to elude the rush and this is going to be the question on where the game they are going to spot russell wilson he was a third down and 10 from their own 13 yard line Wilson was facing pressure heavy uh, right from the onset and then scrambled back near his end zone and threw it away. They're going to say that he was in the grasp at about the half-yard line. So that game, this game almost ended on a safety in overtime. Instead, the Seahawks will punt it back, but the Titans are going to be set up, we believe, with pretty good field position as uh, – the, uh, the Seahawks escaped one there. It's now a matter of their defense can hold. And speaking of holding, the Titans oh, have held the ball for, off. 40, <laughs> for 40 minutes of this game. So the Seahawks' defense is, uh, is, is pretty tired. You know, The Seahawks hit a lot of big plays, but the Titans have been the one controlling the ball, and it's why Derrick Henry has 161 yards on the ground. And now Tennessee will take over from the Seahawks' 40-yard line. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We'll bring you the conclusion after our MVPs for Week 2. It's time to recap it. Your teams are wrapped here. Tackle, tackle! This is your Fox MVP. The most valuable plays from NFL Sunday. Patriots and Jets. Hand off to Wilson on the delay. Runs up the middle. Bounces off a hit. Carries out of another tackle. Across the 15. Slips another hit. Driving inside the five. Is fighting his way to the one. Pushing his way to the end zone. Is he in? Touchdown, Patriots! 98.5 The Sports Hub and the Patriots Radio Network. 49ers and Eagles. Jimmy throws left and is caught for a touchdown! Touchdown! San Francisco, Jawan Jennings first 
Touchdown! KMBR 49ers Radio Network. Bills and Dolphins. Josh brings it in, looks to throw, looks to the end zone, still looking, still looking, rolling right, waits, fires back left, got a man wide open, caught! Touchdown, Buffalo! Stephon Diggs, wide open in the end zone! WGR and the Bills Radio Network. Bengals and Bears. Snap to Burrow, throwing right, it's intercepted! Intercepted by Roquan, on his horse, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone! Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! WBBM News Radio, 780 AM at 105.9 FM, Bears Radio Network. Texans at Browns. Mayfield takes it, gives it, Chubb runs, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, he's in! Touchdown, Nick Chubb! He didn't jump you. Oh, what a run! Browns Radio Network. Rams at Colts. Stafford looking left. Works through his progression. Fires underneath the goalpost. It's Cup again. Touchdown, L.A. His second score of the afternoon puts L.A. back on the high side. Rams Radio Network. Broncos at Jaguars. Quick throw, right side, pass caught. Bam, sit down and tackle. Fair to the end zone. Touchdown, Broncos. 14 yards on the play. Bridgewater to Fant. KOA 8.50 AM and 94.1 FM, Broncos Radio Network. Raiders at Steelers. Foster Moreau's over to the left. They stack three receivers. Lobbing it toward Moreau. Got it. How about that touchdown pass? Jackpot, baby. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Saints at Panthers. Darnold gives to McCaffrey on the counter. McCaffrey to the 10. McCaffrey to the 5. And McCaffrey insists on the end zone. (laughs) Touchdown, Carolina. WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. Cowboys at Chargers. Under center, first and goal. There's a handoff to Elliott coming right. A big sack, Martin Block. And he blows through. He walks the dog. Touchdown, Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Falcons at Buccaneers. You got Vita Bay as a fullback. Play action fake pass to the end zone. That pitch diving catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Tommy to Gronky again. That's two today. 98 Rock in the Buccaneers Radio Network. That was your most valuable play. Let's go. The MVPs. That's what we do, baby. From Fox Sports Radio. And there was one that we missed. Randy Bullock's 35-yard field goal wins it for the Titans over the Seahawks, 33-30. to Tennessee goes into Seattle and gets a win as Bullock again is good from 35 yards, George. Man. This is a horrendous loss for, for the Seahawks. This is a horrendous loss. You, you had this in your hands and then you take your foot off the gas pedal and there and there you have it you lose a football game like this i'll give credit to tennessee as i just mentioned before we did the mvp package titans completely dominated the clock today 42 minutes and it seemed to wear seattle down it allowed derrick henry to have the 60 yard run the this last drive here was a lot of Derrick Henry, and it's a lot easier if you're Tennessee to just give the ball to your bowling ball and have him get four and five yards instead of putting it all on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. But Tennessee, uh, statistically, uh, just with time and even with uh, yards on the ground, dominated the Seahawks. Almost had twice as many first downs. But to your point, Seahawks are up twenty-four to nine in this game, and in the second half, uh, just did not have enough to uh, to stop Tennessee. And the Titans now one one, and the Seahawks find themselves in the last place in the NFC West because Arizona, the Rams, and the Niners all won today. 
Yeah, that, it, it's funny. This division is a beast, dude. Is a beast. It, there's 17 games. It's going to take probably 13 wins to win the division, and then the and the team in last place is probably gonna gonna have 10 wins. So that's going to be interesting to see who makes it and who does not. And George Reister put it in my mind. All I want in 2021 is for a team to go eight, eight, and one. The absolute full blown definition of mediocrity. Eight and eight was one thing, George, but eight, eight, and one, as you brought up, would be a whole other level if we can only have that in the 2021 season. Enjoy Chiefs and Ravens tonight and Packers and Lions tomorrow night. We'll talk to you in week three. For George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Radio. Thunderstruck. Adjective. Shocked and amazed by the power of fun on Carnival. Riding Bolt, the world's first roller coaster at sea, Brian got thunderstruck so hard, his 93-year-old grandmother felt it 3,000 miles away in Nebraska and immediately booked a cruise. Hooray! Get thunderstruck starting at 289. Carnival, choose fun. Cruises are in U.S. dollars per person, double occupancy. Taxes, fees, and port expenses additional. Restrictions apply. Full details on Carnival.com. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.